0: All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania on a beautiful Wednesday morning heading into Memorial Day weekend. I'm joined as always by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, IBC Global, president and CEO. Steve, we're heading into summer. How are you feeling about
1: business? Fantastic, my friend. Mile a minute as always. The the weather's like perfect this morning. When I went for a run. Um, going up and down mountains, you know, I'm listening to Ray Lewis and he's like, don't you quit, you know, in some motivational speak speech when I'm going up mountains. That's so, what you're listening to? Yeah, this morning I was listening to him. Um, I always liked his style. So, I mean, that that kept me going. My pace was faster this morning. He gets you fired up. Can
0: you, yeah. imagine, can you imagine being a teammate standing out in the field when he would come out and do like the pregame dance and ritual and everything? I, I, you have, I have to be fired up <laughs> after that.
1: I, I love it. You know, I like his intensity, but he also like everybody looks at him like he's an intimidating uh, player when he played, but the guy studied, man. He sat down and put so much time, the boring work in that nobody really saw. Um, so he had both sides down. I mean, he that,
0: doesn't he doesn't really seem like that kind of guy. Like no. he just seems like a high energy guy, but he also, yeah, he worked at it.
1: He he worked at it all right. Yeah, he was he was good. Um but I know we're not talking about Ray Lewis this morning. No, but today I want
0: to talk about something that I know that you've worked real hard at. That
1: is something that uh, I've
0: struggled with over the years, and I know a lot of advisors struggle with. And it's it's ongoing client communications, and how do you handle in force business, and how do you how do you keep in touch with clients while you know still really focused on more revenue producing activities, right? Yeah. So um you guys have a very specific process in place for what happens once a client becomes a client and a policy goes into force mm-hmm. and uh, i found that you know some people can really spin your wheels with servicing and with questions and and those are the people a lot of times that subconsciously maybe you try to dodge and it's probably a better idea to give those types of folks or everybody a lot more attention up front to nip that kind of stuff in the bud. A lot of times I feel like you can, you can head, that, head off some of that confusion or some of that turmoil
1: if you'd been more upfront and regular with your communication, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you get a, call it a, a technical client or someone that every year when they look at the policy... As an agent or professional, you feel like you have to resell them and go over the same thing over and over again, and you may feel exhausting because you feel like I've, we've gone over this before. But you cannot say that to a client; otherwise, the relationship's toast. Because you would hate yeah. it if someone did it for did it to you, so we can't do it to them. Right. Um, is that kind of the yeah? That's yeah, it. So,
0: like, can you talk about just like what you're internally with your team, what your process is, who handles that process? Yeah, Kind of the, I know that you have like, you know, this is what we do at this time. This is what we do at this time. How, how does all that work? Just the, you know,
1: a general idea. Yeah, definitely. So we do deal with or work with a lot of clients that are very technical and they want to understand the product, what they're doing with their money to the degree that they can explain it to a friend, to a colleague, to their parents with confidence and understanding. That statement there too is not easy, right? When you're doing something that's not your trade to be able to say, hey, why did you put your money into a whole life insurance policy? Like you're either going to say something, they say, okay, tell me more or they're going to say you got ripped off, Yeah. right? (laughs) So if someone's not sold on it whether they've already started a policy or not they're going to have a lot of questions. And as the agent you have to be patient, considerate and thorough. Just take your time going through everything. So to answer your question, what we'll do, we'll start with education. It's zero sales whatsoever, if you if you want to call it that. Um, to this day, since when I've been since I've been in the industry, I still have not asked for the check. Maybe when I was first first in the business, if I was forced to, but I don't do that kind of stuff. It's not it's not me trying to close. So it's all education based. So we've got our our YouTube channel obviously, our website. When we work with people often before we even engage with them they've done a fair amount of research and they're getting answers to questions that they couldn't get elsewhere or they didn't think to ask which eventually they will. So just from experience over the years of hearing so many different questions how does this PUA Rider Fee work? What's the difference between Mass Guardian, Pen, Northwestern the flexibility features? Why do I have more cash value up front with this product compared to another? Hey, act. this illustration looks better but the historical performance I can go on and on. Um, but education on every topic you could imagine which took a long time 1. To gain experience to actually get those questions from people and then 2. Be learning how to communicate it effectively to them and then putting it in a presentation where a, a large audience can, can understand it. But that's my long-winded answer to say education will lead with that. Up front. Correct. right? right. Always lead with that and our sales agents often do not have to spend a ton of time answering a lot of detailed questions many times people will ask a lot of detailed questions but a big big goal of mine is to make sure agents do not need to invest as much time as I did hours upon hours over years with people re-answering questions again and again and again so when technical questions come up they'll send them a video that addresses that question exactly exactly how I would and if it's something we haven't addressed they'll send it to me or I'll I'll ask hey guys make sure you send it to me so I can review it and create video content. Video works it's most effective for us right now because it provides visuals you can speak directly with the person through the video or to them and we'll provide a written response as well. Um, Well, It feels easier to understand if I'm watching somebody talk to me. Even yeah. if it's not a live conversation if it's a video it, it's, I, 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 it is easier to digest that information. Tonality everything when you're dealing with a complex sale or education process video goes such a long way. Written responses are extremely effective as well. Um, just with doing that my advice in today's world where everybody moves so fast and it, this, this includes us as agents slow down and read the email aloud before you hit send. So important to do that. Um, So important to do that. But we'll lead with education. I just did that yesterday with an
0: email that I was sending about a situation where something had me really aggravated with somebody. And, but I, I was intent on sending a very calm professional detailed response
1: and I read the email and I changed a couple of things. Nice nice work. Like that takes a lot of of character. I I tell you what a big pitfall in our business where you can see a mature agent when I say mature it doesn't matter about their age I've seen old guys act immature many times. Yeah. Is if they are quick to respond emotionally and come off as offensive or defensive Um, with other agents, with their clients a lot of times they don't often realize that they're even doing it. Um, I don't know how it happens but it, it happens a lot. The person that just hits send or feels like I have to win when I'm sending this email versus the person that takes a deep breath reads it aloud and says I don't care about how I'm necessarily reflected here. I care about the mission with this person being satisfied with their product or ultimately starting a policy with me you know I can put put an ego aside or pride whatever you want to call it right (laughs) if I can put that aside and stay focused on the ultimate mission that's the agent that excels and continues to grow those that get emotionally involved and start saying things that have nothing to do with the product that's a sign of immaturity in my in my opinion yeah Mm -hmm. so
0: you feel like um, and I agree that you're, uh, you know, what you've compiled as far as this library, it's kind of like a QA yeah. library, all things, whole life and cash value life insurance. Um, utilizing those tools upfront during the sales or discovery process. Typically, what's happened, and I've seen this in real life, is you end up with a, a much more well educated client. It's yeah. not somebody who just says, "Oh, I like this guy, Steve Parisi. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this policy." It's somebody who says, "I've really done a significant amount of research, and I feel like I know this thing inside and out, probably better than than most people in the business." To be honest yeah. with you, is what yeah. I mean. Just from my interactions with um, some of your clients, I've been struck by um, their questions. And also I've been struck by their kind of um, it's very conversational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can tell when someone's comfortable with a, a, with subject matter, when it's easy flow conversation, they understand what's, what's going on and how the pieces are moving together. So you guys end up with, I think, more educated and comfortable clients. They become clients and put a policy in force what happens then like what's your what does outreach look like from your office who handles that
1: Um, you know what's the goal going forward to, to have a good client advisor relationship absolutely and before I get into the specific details the first part you mentioned there with them feeling comfortable that's one of the most important things because I want them to feel comfortable approaching me or anyone, even if they're asking the same question 15 times. I yeah. never want them to feel like they're a burden or annoying Yeah, because it's their money at the end of the day. And they're trying to understand it. They decided to work with us. So we want to say, hey, we, we've got your back. Never feel like that.
0: Well, I, um, I had a friend the other day who, who wants to buy, somebody I've known for a long time, uh, who trusts me, who wants to buy whole life policies for his kids yeah. and Really didn't want to dig into any detail. which just kind of like, if you did it, I trust you. And I was like, that—that's not good enough for me. Because yeah. I—you have to understand what you're doing and what this is. And if not, I don't really want to be involved. Yeah. Somebody else is going to sell you on something else down the road, and you're going to come back to me and say you didn't really understand this, and why did you do this? And that's not—that's not what I'm about.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll see if he. I hear you. Yeah, (laughs) that that, that, I know exactly what you mean, and that happens, I think, in a lot of industries. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, But the first part, making them comfortable, always being approachable, whether they've got specific questions about you, the commission, competition, never taking offense, because the instant you do that, it it goes south. The client's like, I just want to know what to do with my money, and people get all emotionally involved. Um, So as far as what we'll do after they start a policy keeping in touch. So after they start a policy 24 hours after the next business day they get an email from our client relations department which provides our client user package which has a lot of short videos that are not on our YouTube channel um, but short videos 1 to 3 minutes a lot of minute and a halfers in there that answer commonly asked questions when are dividends paid to the policy if I have a policy with MassMutual or Guardian and take a loan. One company bills loan interest each month the other one bills it up front in advance. Just little things where questions come up like oh okay that's how that works. Now I don't have a question no need for a call. So it saves a lot of time up front with short videos here's how these 15 items work right just there's a lot of topics in there. So they get that initially. Along with instructions uh, on how to register their online portal with whatever company or companies they purchased a policy with, and then from that point from from that point forward, that user package uh, that we provide with those quick Q and A uh, videos that we always try and update. Our YouTube ch- channel always provides more information, which a lot of clients will tune into, and then we'll reach out to them every six months. Um, our client relations department will they'll email them an updated status report of their policy they'll CC the agent as well and offer a review meeting, review call it's just constantly keeping in touch uh, as agents you know we'll touch base as well shoot them a quick text hey happy to connect hope everything's doing going okay we won't even mention the policy sometimes if I just want to see how everything's going really just to know that you know I'm here and if they want to reach out or if they have any questions, anything popped up, they can easily ask, say, yeah, you know, I had a question I took a loan. The loan interest looked a little bit different than what I thought it would. Hey, no problem. Here's a video. Let's get on a call. Whatever is most convenient for you. Right. OK, mm-hmm. so to summarize all that.
0: every No, no, that was great. I mean, like it, it sounds like a lot, but I feel like. You know, you came up with a process, you stick with it and then it's not a lot. It really ends up saving a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, It becomes autopilot. I mean, you you know, you have a team who's working on this. So, you know, someone is doing this, but it's kind of it's routine. It's task oriented from the, uh, you know, from your team's perspective, which makes it easy to kind of knock this stuff out. and then as more complex issues come up, the nice thing is if someone does have a problem, I feel like where you're, where you're running into problems is I'm a client. I have, I have a problem and I haven't heard from you in three years and I don't really know what's going on. Got you know, it. I mm-hmm. can't find any of the policy information. I can't find any of it. Now, you also could have people who can't find that stuff and you've been communicating with them every six months but it's a lot better when you can go back to somebody and say hey we regularly you know we regularly keep in touch You're, you know we'll help you with whatever you need i yeah. think that helps disarm some of that frustration
1: it, it does right as long as they feel the consumer feels like they can get information easily transparency clean answers yeah. um, you know there's there's definitely an element of fear that I think you probably see this every single day um, where someone's attracted to a whole life insurance policy because they see a dividend rate of 6% and think they're gonna earn that on the money they pay into a policy. 100 grand, 6%, $6, $6,000, that's what I'm gonna have, Um, which isn't the case and we've discussed this before so I won't go into detail. Um, But there's an element of fear there where perhaps the individual purchased the policy and they believed that, were led to believe that, however it happened, and then they start to kind of look at the numbers and ask why okay, am I yeah well, why did it only grow by $2,000 when 6% of 100 grand is $6,000 and instead of getting a direct answer well the net growth rate was $2,000 which means the internal rate of return was 2% this year um, and it will increase over time they'll get this long-winded answer that you look at and say what? Um, it's just confusing because the element of fear comes from the agent if if they start to find out that they're earning less than what they thought like they might get out of the policy or they might think that I lied to them even though perhaps they didn't. There's so many things we often play games in our own mind with this. Um, but after the fact when we're reselling them we got to go back and think what did I originally say? Um, they don't like it as much. It can become a problem. So just be upfront and direct. Even if you think it's bad news, like, don't worry about it. Just tell it it is what it is and be be upfront with it. That's it. I guess the the
0: best practices that I've seen have looked like yours. And it can look a variety of different ways as far as the detail and the specifics are concerned. But I guess my advice would be with regards to communication with enforced business and communication with ongoing and existing clients is just be very consistent, come up with some kind of system or process for what your outreach is going to look like and who's going to execute it and how, and stick with it. And, you know, look look at it, you know, every once in a while, make sure that you, you feel like you're doing the right things and the communication is, is effective and appropriate but really be consistent across the board and I think in the long run it ends up saving you a lot of time and you look like a real professional.
1: Yeah I 100% agree and when you build that process right if you're an agent doing this um, or if you work with a business we can help you with this um, when you create that process the forefront the thing that has to stay in the forefront of your mind is What if it was me if I was the client when these follow-up these touches I'm putting in our process I think we should follow up with the client this way Put yourself in that position if I get an email if I get a phone call right whatever How am I going to feel right if you're trying to follow up to solicit a, a term conversion or something like that? Think of it if it's you If someone your agent calls you out of the blue I don't want to be sold once a year Yeah that that's yeah. the that's the thing So as agents we have to How can I put this? The industry may train us to follow up for these opportunities right through campaigns and everything Here's a cross-sale opportunity It's great can drive a lot of business Here's how clients have benefited So we think let's do that Yeah that's what we got to do okay if you were the client and you got that and you were approached in that manner what would you think? Hey I'm interested? Maybe 1% 2% will actually say yes. The majority might be likely will be turned off by I'd be dodging that call. Yeah and now you've just fried the relationship. So tact's very important there how you're going to approach that you've got you've to gotta do things right and if you're so when you're creating that process that follow-up process for existing clients to maintain the relationship every item you put together. Think what if it was me? Like when we drafted our follow-up process I think it was some 80 some odd emails just different templates that we've got in our CRM now sitting there and drafting them was not fun. Um, Well I should say it was difficult just because I wanted to my attention span short I'm like I'm sick of this but just doing it reading it aloud it's like okay each one has to be thorough this way when it goes to the client it's got that effectiveness because if I just, if I'm lazy with it, like what's going to happen? Like you're going to lose the rela- relationship altogether. So, um, and and have you noticed,
0: I feel like you end up with very uh, loyal long-term clients. Yeah. I, I mean, generally speaking, I don't see a lot of attrition. I don't see business coming off the books. I don't see, I mean, I'm not seeing everything internally with you guys as far as servicing, but I do get involved in a decent amount of of helping with your agency with enforced business. And I don't see the same kind of problems. I feel like that I see out of a lot, a lot of other shops where, you know, most buyers are not educated. Correct. When it comes to, financial services and financial products and insurance products. Yeah. Um, Even with some of the more simple products, uh, I feel like you get a lot of clients who just, it's not their forte. It's not what they do. They don't get it. And they stuck it in a drawer somewhere and they don't really know what's going on. That always amazes me. But um, maybe if I wasn't in this business, you know, I'd be the same way. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't really see that with your um, with your folks as much at all.
1: Yeah. So I mean, what you mentioned there, I am big kind of going back to the being approachable, like from a relationship standpoint. That's important because people will will be loyal. I, I'm loyal to people that I work with um, for for a big reason. That that's one reason why. And there's times like we get and we've hit on this before privately where people throw different comp levels at us that are higher than what we have. I'm like, I'm good. Like it's not, it's not about the money, right? You do the right thing, the money will come. Like I'm I'm good, man. Um yeah. but when working with someone and dealing with their money, take the time. And there's time still like I'll spend hours on a certain project to make sure that one, it's presented properly, where I get it, they get it, and then also communicated effectively, where they feel they feel good about it. Like, okay, I get this. I don't have questions because when it's th- there's uncertainty, your questions, they get frustrated. We all do. That's human nature. Um, so just taking the time and being very very thorough, it, it, it's a lot of boring work often. But when you do that for the client. They, they sense that right? They say okay this person like actually has my back it's not just a quick answer this is the way to do it because it's like because what bro? Like <laughs> what's going on? Um, and there's you know we're always learning trying to get better at the game I, I see a lot of people do it. Um, the attorney that, that I work with she's, she's my attorney her law firm I'm so impressed with her she works with billionaire clients she works with everyone. But she sits there and takes the time to explain basics of how a trust works for example to clients regardless of their financial situation when a lot of attorneys that are not at her level will not do that. They'll say well here's how it works you know and come off in a certain way to have someone that's been in the game that long and sits there and goes through all of the nitty-gritty items and like that's your person like okay that, that's impressive. So I mean that's a, an, a, an extremely gr- good example that wasn't great verbiage but that's a great example that I've learned from and there's other people in different traits um, but like that kind of stuff when someone's at that expert level and then they have a process that's very very solid and they stick to the process and they've got the person's back they listen to their clients like that's the key at the end of the day that's where someone's going to feel like you're their person. And I don't care who else is out there. Like you're their guy, you're their girl. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Well,
0: I, I, I can vouch for the fact that, um, you know, Steve and his team at IBC are absolute pros when it comes to uh, sales process and business processes in general. I've learned so much from them over the years, just kind of by osmosis. There's things that I do sometimes that, that I know are direct uh, reflection of having you know worked closely with these guys. Uh, if you're interested in anything that we were talking about today or during any of these conversations, please check out Steve Parisi. Check out IBC Global; uh, their YouTube channel has a ton of really great information. Uh, if you want to talk about uh, Mass Mutual and all the really great things going on at Mass today. Um, which uh, I guess I, I, I don't feel like I was really saying that over the last few months, but I, I am saying it today. So uh, we're, having a, we're, we're having a great stretch here um, and have a lot of really cool things going on, uh, both product and underwriting wise. So if you want to talk, my name is Mike Courtney. I'm a brokerage director with Mays Mutual Eastern Pennsylvania. And Steve and I will be back
1: next week. Steve, have a great holiday weekend. Thanks for everything. Sure thing. Thanks so much for your time as always. We'll talk to you soon. All right.